This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. guys hold on let me unmute myself on the zoom call there we go all right we are here week 52 this is the actual full year we have made it 52 weeks we have been bringing it to you guys week in week out definitely excited for this definitely uh a lot more of an upbeat vibe for this one this is club red where we're going to be talking a little bit about texas tech sports we're going to definitely uh bring you our thoughts and opinions on this latest game against West Virginia and the upcoming game against TCU. And then uh, we got some more details for you guys as far as the first ever Tailgate Talks Tailgate. Definitely yeah. excited for that coming up October 9th at noon p.m. Uh, at noon, uh, we will have that or those details for you guys at the end of the pod. So make sure you stick around and listen for that. Those listening live, thank you for being here on Twitch. But let's go ahead and kick this off. Make sure if you're not already, follow us. On uh on Twitter, there's no oh my gosh, I gotta I gotta get this right. No, you need to follow us on iTunes. They changed this up on me. That you need to follow on iTunes now. There's no longer a subscribe button, and make sure you follow us on on Spotify as well. If it is on iTunes, give us a five star rating, drop a review below. Definitely always appreciate that. And then if you're looking for our socials, you can find us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If it is on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell to be notified when we post videos each week. Uh, as far as our personal accounts, Dustin, Dustin Wimmer, uh, at tw- blah, blah, blah. You can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22. That's two today. And do uh, this all day. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And lastly, if you ever wanted to catch out our live shows, we do this on Twitch every Wednesday night, about 6, 30, 7 o'clock. We're usually online. But that is at, at the... Uh, Email, not email. Good lord, that's third time. I'm just <laughs> off. I'm off. I'm off on the on the intro today, guys. Uh, it's www.twitch.tv slash Blanca OG, where the L is an L. Uh, lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, email us at the uh, podcast email tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. I'm all over today. All right, let's go ahead and get talking about this uh, this, you, this this game. Did you pay off four shot bet debts before we started, or what? Uh, I, I'm about three. I'm about three in. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's go ahead and kick off Club Red, guys. We got Joe West doing the doing the umpiring tonight for this game. Uh, all right, so Club Red, guys, we're here to talk about Texas Tech sports. Not baseball just yet. We'll definitely get back with you guys on that during the tailgate later on in this episode or in the well, other part of the tailgate talks podcast episodes. Um, but big win this week. Uh, definitely excited because uh, West Virginia is a very solid team at home. Last year, they were 5-0 and at home. 
with a six and four record. And so just goes to show like they're a very resilient team when it comes to beating them at home. Very tough. And Texas Tech stepped up to the plate and they came out swinging big and early. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump right into this talk. Uh, Texas Tech defeats West Virginia 23 to 20. They are up to a four and one record, which is one of the better predictions that we had for this season. Uh, Dustin, first thoughts on this bounce back victory after the devastating loss with Texas last week. We're not worried about last week. We're back in the win column this week. All right. Back in the win column, like we wanted to, like we talked about in our predictions, four and one is where we wanted to be at this five game point in the season, almost halfway. So super good bounce back game, um, especially to get an early start, which we have been slacking on the first four games. So the first quarter to come out and kind of dominate first half, the whole first half to dominate. It was really good setup, especially after last week to bounce back that way. Absolutely. Uh, Brooks, initial thoughts. Uh, what was your reaction to this game, uh, especially the bounce back victory coming back from last week? Yeah, it's nice to be back in the win column, kind of feeling good again. Doesn't erase anything that happened uh, the week before. Uh, confidence still isn't fully back, but considering the fact that we are on our second string quarterback, we're without our top receiver, your top running back, your offensive line's having to shift. They, you had a secondary player get hurt every single play, it felt like. Uh, so the ability to fight and go win that game on the road is impressive. And while it doesn't erase the fact and doesn't necessarily bring all the confidence back. It's a step in the right direction. And, you know, it's something to be proud of. I, you know, I'm definitely proud of the players for going there and fighting. I put this more on their backs than I do the coaching. I think the coaching was still pretty questionable at points in that game. And we can get to that when we do some of our nitpicking. Yeah. But ultimately the players made the plays they had to, uh, we put together two very timely offensive possessions at the end of the game when we needed to to get the points to win. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a victory anytime you can, especially over West Virginia. That's three straight. Wells has never lost to West Virginia. So some good things going there. And, yeah, you're at four and one at this point in the season when we thought we'd probably be three and two right now. So, hey, Possibility you're a yeah. little ahead of schedule on getting those six wins. Right. And I mean, obviously, solid performance. And and they and one thing that I I guess I do want to kind of take note on is they did what we what we what we were really hoping to see out of them, which was score early. They 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 yeah. went down the field. They scored early, and and Sir Roderick obviously going in for two tutties. You gotta love that opener. Um, but I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about Columbia here. Thoughts on the offense with Columbia at the helm, Brooks? What are you thinking so far? I mean. He did pretty good, uh, you know, ha had a decent chunk yardage, really good QBR. Uh, I mean, he won the quarterback battle if we want to talk about that end of it. But what's your initial thoughts about Columbia at center? I liked what I saw from him. I think he he moved the ball around. He spread it to all of his receivers. Uh, I thought his decision making was pretty spot on. He didn't turn the ball over. He's definitely one of those guys where his first two reads kind of needs to be there or it, the play kind of falls apart. But for the most part, I thought our play calling in that game really helped uh, bring him along, helped helped him make the right decisions each play. Your receivers were open. So, it, you know, you didn't really have to stress on him too much. And when he needed to put together long drives and big plays, he came up with it. 
Is it something that I think he's going to just be amazing every game? No, but I definitely think he has the skill set and the ability and the smarts, I think, to win you some games that you think that you might not have won. Um, so I don't know. It's tough to say. It's a West Virginia team that w- got a lot of praise on their defense. And so the fact that he beat them, I, good sign. Obviously, some, some big news there. I mean, uh, again, Columbia with the being our backup QB, the expectations weren't through the roof for him, but we just needed him to take the, take care of the ball. Uh, Dustin, initial thoughts on Columbia? Yeah, I mean, not much more there. I mean, one, let's not compare him to Jarrett Dagey, who West Virginia doesn't like either, and he's not much of a quarterback as well. Um, I personally thought their backup, their freshman green, was dicing us up more than Dagey was. Dagey had a great second half to keep him in the game. But, I mean, yeah, Columbia's he's, – he's okay as long as he keeps the ball moving and – in our hands and manage the game. Well, that's all we, all we want. We don't need him to make huge splash plays. Like we kind of wanted Shuck to do and take over games. If he needed to just manage it and get the ball to everybody else. Yeah. And I mean, uh, noteworthy though, obviously, uh, I mean, he had, he had no, no touchdowns passing, but he got us down the field when we needed him to. But the bigger thing here is just that zero interceptions. He didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. And he he let our he let our players do what they needed to do. Didn't just turn it over and, and kind of make it his fault, I guess. What do you got, Brooks? I wanted to ask what y'all thought about bringing in Donovan Smith on some packages. There loved it. A few plays that we ran Big for fan. him. Most of the time, it was a running play, kind of like a wildcat kind of package. It seemed with him, one of those. You know, we've we've gone against several teams that use the two quarterback thing, but you always know the second quarterback's just going to run it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but Dustin, they never stopped it. him. What'd he you, got the three you, or yeah. four or five yards we needed. He's big. Yeah. Do you want to see more of it? Yeah. I mean, let's use it smartly. I mean, let's not no not, not too much unless yeah until he's ready. But yeah, I definitely liked seeing it. I thought it was a fun watch and a good a good kind of change up to like not I. I uh, we talked a little bit about this, I guess, going into the Texas game, but like not becoming predictable, like spreading the ball around, not having like one or two receivers that you're going to every time. And I think that that's part of them expanding the uh, like the predictability, you know, uh, I, I liked it. I like the move. Yeah, but I, I uh, liked it, too. And he, he looks athletic and he looks like a guy who can go get you one or two yards on some of those plays when you need it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we definitely opened up our playbook a little more. Like we saw Loic Fungi make a big play. Jaron Brantley was out there making plays. Aylen Geiger, of course. So, yeah, we had a lot of different guys getting the ball in their hands and uh, making plays when we needed them to. It was really good to see. So, um, you, you kind of touched base on it a little bit, but uh, let, let's go ahead and break down this game a little bit further. What 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 is the first couple of things on your mind here, Brooks, as far as like, what you want to nitpick at with this game where things can see more improvement. You kind of mentioned a little bit on the coaching part. Yeah. I didn't like the second half uh, from us at all. Uh, defensively. <laughs> I thought it was another embarrassing second half performance. You came out in the first half and I don't know if it was a good coaching job on our parts or just West Virginia, poor coaching, 
but they seemed to figure it out in the second half and they scored on every single drive in the second half, except for when the time ran out. <laughs> and so you go into half confident 17 0 lead feeling good about yourself. And in a blink of an eye, it's 17 to 17. You're running a three man front. You're losing defensive backs left and right. And you got Mike Gullick Jr. on the TV being like, they got to run a four-man front every now and then just to kind of take some of the pressure off the defensive backs that they're losing. And nope, still three-man front. Fourth and one, three-man front. It's just it's getting to a point where it's kind of like, what the hell are we doing? Um, it seems like when offenses figure us out, we can't make an adjustment to stop them. Like, yeah. we only got lucky that the timer ran out there. So – I just got frustrated with that. I didn't like that. Yeah. We, it felt like we took our uh, foot off the gas and kind of let them back in. I thought our offense in the third quarter was definitely just trying not to make mistakes rather than trying to go run up the score on them. Yeah. So there is some definite concerning things there. We shouldn't have let them back in the game and we let them in with relative ease. Uh, we just got lucky that, you know, we had the ball last kind of. Yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about was the third quarter super sucked and i don't know if it was we just didn't make any adjustments or they made all the right adjustments and of course daggy came out and had a great second half but yeah we started playing soft again and offensively couldn't move the ball and all of a sudden it's back to 17 17 after you just handled the first half really well yeah and that that was going to be kind of a point that i had about it which was going in 17-0 all you had to do was just any, any kind of consistency, any kind of consistent performance. Well, it's something I always say. Are you playing to win the game or are you playing to not lose the game? And, and it that, felt very yeah. much like we were playing not to lose the game instead of just, hey, you're up 17-0. You go get a couple more touchdowns. This thing's over. And yeah. Instead, it was just like, let's not make mistakes. Let's not do this. And let them back in the game. And we had some people, you know, saying, hey, you got to take back what you said. And I'm like, I'm not taking anything back what I said in the second half. That was embarrassing that we let them back in the really game. It really was, that yeah. That doesn't change that. And it was the same issue that we had against against Texas with the three-man front. Like, why are you still trying to drill in this weak-ass yeah. pass rush, this weak-ass front, like, front defensive line? Again, over and over and over again, we kept seeing that. So, I mean... Again, happy with the W, but if we're going to nitpick, definitely that's got to be top of the list. Anything else that y'all can really think of where we really need to break it down? I mean, defense kind of stepped up. The early the early turnover with the was was, yeah. was amazing. Um, coverage seemed good, uh, except for the the like the two chunk plays or three chunk plays that Diggy yeah. got. Uh, Overall, and I mean, they ultimately held them to field goals when they needed to, too. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to completely dog on them like that bad. And I, like I said, I think it's more of the players won this game than the coaches. Um, and so I still respect what they did out yeah. there. I just don't understand why our coaches can't make an adjustment sometimes when it's clear that what you're doing, they're feasting off of it. So true. I don't know. Um but again, solid win. I mean, uh, by the time most of this episode gets out, we'll be looking at looking forward to the TCU game and the tailgate. But uh, let's go ahead and kind of wrap this up here uh, as far as the West Virginia game goes. Uh, Dustin, who who is your Club Red VIP pass for this week? Players only. Well, I'm gonna let y'all go big first. I already have three guys picked out, so you two guys pick y'all's first, and I'll. Uh sweep up the floor with the last one. Arlie start us off because I have a few guys too so I want to see what Perfect. you pick and then I'll uh, go from there I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a basic bitch and and say Columbia on this one for not screwing it up for us 
I know. I see the wincy face. But it's it's just I just wanted one job out of him, and that's don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over. That's it. That's all I wanted. And he did that. He kept it in our hands. He did what it, what I wanted to see out of him this year or this uh this game. And I I, I don't know. Yeah. I, he he gets my pass for this one. I don't Brooks, what do you he got? Was on my, he was on my list. I'm gonna go with uh, special team guy, Jonathan Garibay. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we Kicked go. Two big field goals at the end there. Of course, the game winning field goal that ultimately sealed the deal at the end. So it was nice to have a reliable kicker so far uh, this year. He's been pretty solid. So it was nice to see him, you know, be a big contributor in getting that dub. So mine's going to Jonathan Garibay. Cool. All that's, right. That's well, mine's pretty VIP. easy then. Colin Schooler gets mine. That was my other guy. J12 yeah. defensive player of the week. 15 tackles. I mean, he is never in the same spot on the field and is just there to F shit up yeah. is his job. And he does I that mean, really well. And he got the big turnover <laughs> that kind of gave right. us that cushion. And so he's one. And then uh, I guess not VIP since we gave out three, but a guy that could like cut to the front of the line, you know, uh, Geiger at receiver for stepping up with easy comma out with seven for 82. He's yeah. really stepped up the last couple of weeks. Yep, I agree with those. I had all three of the guys that we let in on my list, so uh, <laughs> good with good with those selections. We, we got you covered. Now, I got the I got the little defensive tip play on Twitch for those that are watching. Just a little, just yeah. a little slip right through, right big through hop, boom, hand on the ball. That was that was pretty. That was a really pretty. Yeah, yeah. Been enjoying anyway, watching him they, play. What are they doing? Yeah, rush four there. See. Uh, anyways, well, well, I mean, it was a, still a three man front and we do rush from time to time, but you know, it's, it's, it's lining up three men on like a fourth and one and you like, oh, yeah. come on, you're right. He, he, he kind of sneaks up, he sneaks up in there. Damn. Yeah. They need to change that up a little bit. All right. So enough talk about whatever, what, what will be old news by the time the podcast hits. Uh, let's go ahead and look forward to the next game. Uh, big game, uh, big home opener for us for the conference play anyways, for Big 12 play. Excited for this one because, again, we've talked about it a little bit. Dustin's going to go into more details, but this is our first tailgate. Excited to have it and host this for you guys. We'll be out there. We'll be out there with Jay Salsa. But Texas Tech versus TCU at home opening up Big 12 play. Um, Brooks, initial thoughts going into this game. We, we kind of had our breakdowns a couple of, like about a month or two ago. But uh, we're we're four and one heading into this one. We're at home. We got TCU. They had a decent fight against UT last week. What what do you what are you thinking about this game so far? Just excited to have a meaningful game at the Jones. You know, a night game at the Jones is always fun. We haven't had many big games there recently because usually by the time we are playing the teams that we want to, we're kind of out of the race or anything like that. So sitting here at four and one, a chance to go five and one against, you know, one of your rivals in TCU, it's going to be a big game. I'm expecting a good crowd there, some buzzing, some throwback jerseys. I'm just excited about the atmosphere It'll be nice to have that back. So that's just kind of my initial thoughts is I'm just, I'm excited to have a big game at the Jones again. That that's, that's a meaningful uh, game for your season. Absolutely. Dustin, initial thoughts about this. 
TCU yeah, Rick's totally right. That win last week helps our. It's kind of a little breath, attitude, right? Just, our just... attitude and the fans' uh, attitude yeah. coming into Saturday. Yeah. So we'll obviously probably be close to sellout. We have a night game. Uh, if we'd have lost last week, this would have been yeah. very sparse in the stands and very negative in the in the city. Um, so that's good. Yeah, TCU held on with Tech, Texas last week, lost by five. Uh, but I still see us as a very close competitor with them. Um, I don't see anything from their team that makes me like super scared of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a decent quarterback, kind of like we do. I mean, I'd say our quarterback's better than theirs even. But they are they want the run game to try to control everything. I mean, their kid against Texas went for 113, which is a pretty solid day. Yeah. So – if we were running a three-man front and not playing the run, we're just going to get smashed all day. So let's not do that. Uh, and hopefully can play some better defense and get make that quarterback try to throw. I mean, their receivers are whatever. I mean, nobody is over 40 yards last week. Like, they're kind of scrubs. They don't hold on to the ball very good. I mean, we're going to have a good chance in this game, especially with the home crowd. I think so, and I think that that home home advantage is going to be very nice for us. And uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to see a good effort out of this. I really do feel like we got a decent shot at going the the, the five and one on this game. Uh, but to get to that five and one, obviously, we need to put points on the board. Uh, Dustin, keys to victory from our offense. What do you think we need to do to pull this off offensively? Turnovers for one, like we just talked about. Yeah. But let's let's not have like a good first half or first quarter and then the next quarter do nothing. Yeah. Like let's try to be a little more consistent throughout the game. Um I mean, yeah, you're gonna have some get stopped every now and then. Let's not do three and outs. Let's I mean it's all simple, easy stuff, but I just wanna see some consistency. We had a good first half, then we come out and we don't do hardly anything in the third quarter. And fourth quarter was kind of hit and missed. And so it was like, let's kind of even that out. Um, maybe that was also like, you know, Columbia's first real start in game and game plan. So maybe they can kind of smooth that out with him. No, absolutely. Um, Brooks, initial thoughts on the, on what our offense needs to do to pull this off and, and, and get us to that five and one marker. That would be just the perfect setup going into the back half of the season. Yeah, I think one of the keys is going to be our running game here. Uh, TCU got Always, shredded yeah. by Texas last week. And, of course, you know, we've, we're familiar with Bijan, so he's going to do that to a lot of defenses. But, you know, it seems like they're pretty susceptible to the run on defense, and their defense hasn't been performing as well as I thought, you know, they would at this point in the season. They got beat by right. SMU pretty bad. You know, they let 42 yeah. <laughs> points get hung up on them to SMU. Texas had their way with them on the ground. So I think, you know, our running game is going to be a key because that's going to really open things up a little bit more for Columbia. And like Dustin said, we want them to play safe. We don't want them to make turnovers, um, you know, and, and a lot of that goes on to your run game. If you're able to gash them on the ground, if Sir Roderick's able to get going, um, that's going to really help you. And then you can just, you know, hit the quick reads on, on, on the passing game, you know, he, he's getting the ball out pretty quick when your guy's there. So if, you know, Geiger and your other guys at receiver, if easy's back this week, we're not sure about his status yet, but if your receivers can get open real quick, 
you know, kind of dink and dunk, I guess, is probably one of the best ways to beat them and then hit them on the ground. And then take your deep shots from time to time just to keep the defense, you know, keep them on their heels. Yeah. But I, I really think, like, to win this game, you got to control it on the ground. But, yeah. yeah, consistent drives, too, and a good running game helps that. Yeah. I mean, consistent. Ta- and, and But, like, in the consistency, you, you need to see it for four quarters. And that and yeah. that and that's the thing is that we need to see we that continued. No, we haven't. We we've seen spurts here and there, and that we, we'd see spurts that that's what gave us our initial hope for this season was we'd see spurts and we're like, yeah, they they they're doing all right. They've got these moments where they're great, but it's it's just moments. We need to see mm-hmm. constant, I guess, constant, constant. Yeah. But foot on. And the, then you have a, but then you have a third quarter that it goes for thirteen yards. And I don't. Like, yeah. Come right. On. Like <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. But I think I think mostly if they can just keep keep the ball spread around, keep it unpredictable, yeah. and take care of it, I think that this is this is an easy uh, easy win from the offensive standpoint. But let's go ahead and look at the defensive side of the ball, Brooks. What do you think we need to be doing on the defense? I mean, obviously stopping them, slowing them, keep keep their offense off the field as much as possible. But what what, what do you think that needs to be done specifically for this TCU team? Well, just like. Our key for me was run game. Key to stopping them is the run game. Dugan's had his way with us the last few times we played him. He's he's been real successful as a quarterback who uh, is mobile. Of course, Sonny Cumbie was leading those offenses at the time. Right. But he, he's had a lot of success against us. Their running back uh, is pretty dang good as well. So your key is to make Dugan beat you in the air. Like Dustin said, their receivers don't really scare you at all. Uh, his arm. I remember the game last year was like, oh man, if we can just make this dude have to throw it, yeah, like at least twenty times, would be good. But you let him beat you with his feet, and then that's where you get in trouble. So if you can make them go to the air, I think you have a really good shot at this. Now, if they figure your defense out, are you going to make an adjustment? It doesn't look like we're going to. So. Yeah. You know, hopefully it takes them a while to figure out this defense and not just right away or else we could be in trouble. Um, yeah. Dustin, I mean, initial thoughts for the defense. What what else What else do you think you could add on to that as far as what, what we need to see out of them? It's going to be about adaptability because of how many injuries we've had. Yeah. In the secondary, I mean, maybe that's why we're trying not to blitz and pressure and do all that because the guys on the back end can't handle it. Um can't hold their own. Um, I don't know, but depends who's healthy, who's out there. Um, obviously we know Muddy Waters is done for the year, but the other two guys, maybe they can be there. Um, yeah, just adapt, stop the run. Um, maybe get pressure. Like we got to quit this three front back end shit. We, we, we need to, we need to pack the line a lot more if we're going to be having to go against, a mobile quarterback, and I mean, realistically, what fifty-seven carries for four thirty-three? Uh, Evans for TCU's is is having a solid year, uh, and yeah, they're, they're relying good. on him. Um, so we need to be packing that line a lot more than just three with it with a random you know linebacker or something like that coming yeah. up. But um, so this is uh, for those out there that do partake in the shot best. This is going to be our first shot bet. For uh for this episode for this week, uh TCU is actually a two point favorite. Yeah, wow. I mean I guess I get it. They they put up a better fight against Texas, uh but TCU two point favorite versus Texas Tech at home. Uh, 
Uh, let's see. Brooks, take the, take the first whack at this. What's your shot bet, and what is your prediction for the actual outcome of this game? I think we have two pretty even teams here. I th- I'm going to go strictly off of home field advantage on this one. Uh, I, I'm going to go Texas Tech to win this game 31 to 27. I think we cover and get to that five and one record. Um, it's not a lot of faith in the coaches, but I, I like our players. I think we got dudes who are, you know, willing to fight and go out and play real hard. And yeah. so I'm believing in those guys and their ability out there and, you know, make the plays when we need them to. So give me, let's get a victory at home against the horny frogs. Oh, that sounded more, more weird. Uh, all right. The horny <laughs> frogs. I mean, I, I think, uh, I think TCU does have the highest STD rate in the state. So, you know, you may be right about that a little bit more than you initially intended. Dustin shot bet TCU plus two favorite at, at home for Texas tech. What is your shot bet? And what is your prediction for this game? I'm going with Brooks with all the same reasoning. I think we got a little momentum from last week and a little good mojo from that team and that locker room is feeling good with each other, kind of rallying around each other. Um, and second game of Columbia and Cumbie, um, maybe some offense gets evened out, but then the home crowd and the home field advantage really helps against another kind of average type of team. And we can pull that out with that. Um, score prediction. I think it's going to be close. At yeah. least. I think it's going to be like a West Virginia type game and come down to whoever has the ball last type situation. Um, I'll give us like, let's say 38 to 35. Uh, somewhere in the low thirties there for them. I can't do math right now. 34. <laughs> Somewhere 32. in there. Yeah. 31. 38 to a little less than 38. <laughs> less than thir- 38 to less than 38. All right. That is Dustin's prediction. Put it on the board official. I don't care to predict their score as long as it's less than ours. Yeah, you're right. You know, uh, that's how you win games is put more points than they do. So um, <laughs> um I guess uh, for for my shot bet, uh, I'm definitely gonna gonna ride this out. I'm I'm still on the the West Virginia high because uh, even though they're not like the biggest threat to to in the Big Twelve this year, they are and have been always a solid team at home. So I'm gonna kind of ride that high a little bit into this game and and pick Texas Tech for the shot <laughs> bet and for the win. Uh, I don't think this is gonna be any kind of blowout. I, I think that they keep this in the twenties. I think this stays no. low. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna the, happen. They're both rush. They're both rush happy. That means that they're gonna be doing long drives. I think that this gets drawn out, and I think it stays in the twenties. But that's just that, that's just my prediction. But I, you also thought the Tech West Virginia game when you did the thing was gonna be a shootout. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking way Remember off that? on that one. Good God. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> just fucking. Uh, uh, did you hear what Arlie said on the fucking show? Fuck that guy. Uh, all right, uh, but that is gonna that is gonna wrap up Club Red for us, guys. Excited about it. Excited about the the TCU game coming up and the West Virginia win. That is gonna wrap up Club Red. But the main thing that we do have to discuss is going to be the tailgate talks official tailgate. The first one coming up October 9th. Going to be out there at 12 p.m. 
So right at noon. Game starts at 6. Dustin, uh, give us a little bit more details. What can people expect? What are they going to be doing out there? What 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 do we have planned for everybody that comes out? Yeah, man. So we'll be out there around noon, maybe even a little before. But it gives people plenty of time to uh, come by and see us. They got other places to go. Tailgates, got to get to the game, whatever it may be. But we'll be out there by the green grass in front of the baseball stadium, you know, behind a home plate. Oh, man. I'll tell you what that was about in just a second. Um, so come by and see us. We'll have food set up. We're going to have brisket and sausage out there. Um, we're gonna have cornhole. You can come play me and Brooks and some cornhole, uh, tailgate golf, jello shots, drinks, and we're gonna have TV to watch the game. If you're not going, I'm not going to the game. I'll be sitting out there watching, um, from the outside. So if you don't have a ticket to the game, you can still come and hang out and watch from, from there with me. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. We got a lot of people, Jay, Jay Salsa and Kelsey has, you know, they're set up coming with food, chips, salsa, all that good stuff. And, uh, Junior Rodriguez, they got some hookups coming for us with drinks and food and all that too. So a lot of people coming from those two sources as well. So it's going to be a hell of a time. Um, look for the Jays flag. We should have a flag hanging up there as well um, in the middle of that green area. Should, should be should be coming in the next couple of days, right? Yeah, told me to be in by Friday, so Right on time. All right, perfect. It's, it was It was destiny. It was destined to happen. Now, uh, for those that are watching live, though, on the on the Twitch podcast or on the Twitch show, uh, I do have it posted right there. But go check out our Instagram if you need a map as far as reference to where we'll be yeah. compared to the football stadium, baseball stadium, and the Rawls, all of that. But if any of you have dr- ever driven by, uh, you know exactly where that's at. Um, but excited, excited for this, and I, I'm still yeah, it's gonna be really time. still crossing my on my fingers that I can make it. Uh, I, if I can't, unfortunately, or not unfortunately, but uh, unfortunately, if I can't make it, these two guys will definitely be able to carry the load and definitely be able to carry the oh, yeah. tailgate vibes. We'll be uh, sober. I just, I just have, I have, uh, a new job prospect. And so I don't know if they'll have me training or not over the weekend. So I may not be able to make the drive and make the appearance. Um, but either way, we'll have the tailgate. It's definitely going to be a damn good vibe. And hope that y'all are able to make it out there. Again, noon this Saturday. Let's get this party going for Texas Tech against TCU. I'm pumped for it. I hope you guys are too. Um, any other any other um, inputs for as far as going into this uh, TCU game or this uh, this episode of Club Red? No, man. Mm. All right, See all right, you guys. Tailgate, literally. Catch y'all yeah. at the tailgate this weekend. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I'm sorry. I took your I took your tagline there, Brooks, a little bit there. It's all good. It's all good. Save <laughs> all it right. for the next one. We got <laughs> it. All right, guys. Um, for those that are that are watching live, make sure you stick around for the tailgate itself, where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world, NFL stuff mostly right now. But that does wrap up our Club Red episode, and we'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>